Welcome back to the Take a Sick Podcast. My name is Tito. And unfortunately, this week I am posting alone. Um, Bitch got drowned in work and was unable to join me for this week's recording. But, and I'm kind of a little sad about that because I have plenty of articles that I think I wanted his genuine responses for. Um, but as always, like I said, the show must go on and I will do my best to entertain you all this week. Um, as always, what I am sipping on this week is just plain water, just water. I've been under the weather recently, so just taking vitamins, minerals, medicine, and just water. But besides that, let's get right into the show. Um, the first article I have is actually about, I know a couple weeks ago we mentioned, uh, that they were making a game out of the movie of killer clowns from outer space. And we actually got a little, uh, a couple of details, um, on how this game is going to work. Um, it is a seven versus three gameplay. So seven survivors and three clowns and then each clown is ranked into different classes um obviously from the regular tank to a scout which is able to move a little faster and do a little bit of reconnaissance in areas you don't know on the map yet uh you have a trapper that slows down the survivors um your actual combatant or your warrior class which deals high damage um, but I'm assuming that's going to come with pullbacks of being able to actually keep up with survivors and or being able to lay down traps. Um, still not many, not much information on the survivors, which I'm assuming we're going to get further down the line. Um, if it is part of the movie, maybe some characters we know from there. But yeah, I mean. If the game is as detailed as these clowns look, it is going to be terrifying. This is just going to amplify my fear for clowns as it already is. But I mean, it's looking great. And if they keep that atmosphere, I hope it definitely works with um, keeping up with like Dead by Daylight type of game or maybe Friday the 13th, which had its own. I know Friday the 13th has its own problems with, with uh, gameplay and stuff, but it, it so far it's looking really good. So I'm happy to see how, how that works. Um, and speaking of maintaining some characters from older things, um, do you guys, if this might be a little old for some listeners, but there used to be a show called That 70s Show, um, which brought up a whole bunch of amazing actors that we know today, like Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, and so on and so forth. But even now, apparently they're doing like a reboot type of show on Netflix called That's 90s Show. So uh, we still have Kitty and Red Foreman, the parents that that owned the house where like the kids lived in, right? Um, but now, because Donna and Eric, I believe, got married and had uh, their daughter, that daughter is now staying with Red and Kitty. And 
meet some friends in the area and we go back through the whole process of them hanging in the basement getting into shenanigans or these teenagers coming into their own like rebellious phase in a way or whatever they did um but yes red and kitty are still uh brought back actors the actors are brought back to reprise their roles in the show and i i'm interested to see how it goes um especially like what type of comedy they're gonna go with (laughs) excuse me um what type of comedy they're gonna go with considering it now has to be updated but they're keeping it in the 90s so fashion and references have to be maintained in the 90s um which again i'm super excited about i believe it's already out on netflix if you guys want to watch um i know i'm definitely going to be watching this now on on my commutes to and from work um so yeah that's an exciting news right there a little bit more um we got an official cinematic trailer uh, for hogwarts legacy the Harry Potter game that's coming out, um, which we get to see a little bit of how you, I, I'm assuming you're starting the game in Diagon Alley, um, cause that's where it seems like where the owl dropped off your letter, which seems a little bit weird. Like, how do you know about Diagon Alley unless you're already part of the wizarding world, right? I know Harry thought he was just a muggle, I know Hermione is a wizard with muggle parents. Um, So I'm just interested to know how the game would first originally start, Um, like what your starting point is and being in Diagon Alley, gathering your, your wand, your pet, your right. The creature that um, brings you your letters, your mails for every now and then that we know of. And even a broom, maybe. I don't know. But yes, we then see the whole process of some someone getting sorted or something happening at the school with some students and Professor McGonagall trying to calm the students down. Um, we get a little bit of the wood scene where they're fighting off the, the spiders. Um, if you don't know the spiders, that's, I believe, from the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, when they thought the spider was actually the one. No, it wasn't such uh, Chamber of Secrets. Sorry, Chamber of Secrets. But they thought the spider was the one um, turning everyone to stone. Because um, they had like a little flashback moment with Hagrid and what that happened. So, yes, we do get a little bit of a reference to that. Um, I know we've seen certain creatures before um like the hippogriff i believe it was so i i don't know again super excited i i think we mentioned before you could take different classes become more skilled in one than the other depending on what house you're also in depends on your on what sort of um magic you're going to be proficient in (laughs) um and i believe it originally comes out first for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S and PC on February 10th. Then PlayStation 4 and Xbox One will get it on April 4th. 
And then the Nintendo Switch doesn't get it until July 25th. So even though the game literally comes out next month, unless you have a PC or any of the newer systems, you're either waiting another two to four months before you could even get your hand on it, your hand on it. I originally wanted to play it on my Switch. Now, knowing I have to wait four months, I might just get it for my Xbox One because I don't have a PC and I don't have an updated system. So, yeah, I'm either going to have to play it on April 4th or wait till July to get that. That's some unfortunate news. I wish it was all just coming out together at once. But when we're trying to move into the newer systems, right, the new gen systems, yeah, they're going to prioritize those first before starting to go back and adjust certain things so that older gens are able to withhold it, like hold the bandwidth of the game and the type of graphics that can run it, right? And even with the Nintendo Switch, it's so hard because it's still its own let alone device. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game, the gameplay looked great. The whole cinematics was amazing and all that, but I don't know. <laughs> Debatable on what you're, on how big of a Harry Potter fan you are, because I know we have Marvel stands, DC stands, Harry Potter stands. So like, even like Star Wars and Star Trek as a whole, like go a whole battle within itself but it's in, I'm I'm definitely excited to see the actual game fully come through and what they actually keep from what we've seen in past trailers to what changes they make when the full game releases because um, always cinematic trailers are never actual gameplay they're just meant to visually catch your attention so even stuff that I probably did talk about right now probably won't even be a part of the game. Um, it was just to set the atmosphere, right? Um, but visually, um, Hogwarts, the actual castle building school looks incredible. The little bit of Dagon Alley we saw looked awesome. Hopefully we actually do get to travel in Dagon Alley. Um Get some butter beer while we're out there in our own Nimbus 5000. Um, but yeah, another bit more of nostalgia news, if you guys are into that. Um, recently, there was a, or they just announced that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, once and always, are doing an anniversary special. Sorry, sorry. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are doing an anniversary special called Once and Always. So for that, we actually see that it's some of older Power Rangers repraising their roles, right? Um, so we do see, like from the first original Power Rangers, we do get to see um, Billy and Zach take back the roles as the black and blue rangers. Um, but then along with them, the second season of, not the second season, but the second version of the Mighty Morphin Rangers, um, we got Rocky as the Red Ranger again. We get Adam Park 
as the Black Ranger as well. So we're getting two Black Rangers for this. And we're getting Aisha Campbell as the Yellow Ranger. Um, anything, even Catherine Hillard, a.k.a. Kat, as the Pink Ranger, right? So it's cool to see that they're bringing together two, two different um, Morphin Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, because obviously... Um, from past news to even today, I believe the girl who played Trini, um, she passed away a couple years ago. And even more recently, um, RIP, uh, Jason David Frank, who played Tommy, uh, also recently died at the age of 49. Um, Jason played Tommy for years um not just as the green ranger he was the right white ranger um he was in power rangers dino i believe i mean this man stayed very loyal to the whole power rangers um bubble and atmosphere so even kids today that have watched power rangers know who they are alongside us older Power Ranger fans. Um, So yes, that is sad. But we do see in this trailer as well that there is um, a Green Ranger in the background in a couple of scenes. So that is going to be very interesting to see who is taking up that role. Um, Because along in the cast, we do also have Alpha 5, uh, I believe Rita Repulsa is also going to be part of the film. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool seeing the Power Rangers grown up, what type of storyline they're going to set, right, for this anniversary type of thing, how the two different Black Rangers are going to interact with each other. Because um, I don't remember if they had a scene where they were passing on the suit that helped them morph right i know they did that for a couple of the seasons right saying goodbye to the older rangers and introducing the newer ones i believe they did that for zeo i could be wrong um but yes i know they did that for a couple of them so it's gonna be interesting to see this oh they should have brought back the little kid from turbo because he's technically an adult now Right, the Blue Ranger. Yeah. But yeah, so there is that. I know, I know, but Netra was the one that brought this this topic in, in our in our Discord. So I know he probably has a lot to say to this. So even maybe next week, if he does join me again, we will have him hit on a couple of these topics uh before we talk about the newer topics. And again, this might be a quicker episode, guys, but just bear with me. <laughs> um, and this is where I wanted Leche to really hit. Uh, so if he if he does listen to this, I definitely want his um, input on this next week. Avatar, the last airbender, um, actually put out like a five year plan um timeline type of thing so i know that uh in the summer of this year 
they are releasing Avatar The Last Ender book one, Water, the live action on Netflix, which I know we spoke about. Um, and after that, there is about a two-year window um, where they then put out book two, Earth, also the, on the live action Netflix adaptation. Um, they're set to put an October 10th uh, an adult team avatar show so we do get Aang, Katara, Toph Zuko and oh my god why can't I remember his name Uh, Katara's brother um, as like adults and kind of like how Korra would have her flashbacks um, we do see them around that age range and how they got to that point, helping society move forward and bringing the city, bringing the city up. Right. And what actually happened with the avatar as time went on. Um, how we mentioned last week or two weeks ago uh, in 2025, we get the new Earth Avatar animated series. So after Korra passes, uh, the next would be an Earth beginning avatar um and then we finally get that series right then apparently they're just having a show or an animated film for just zuko um i do believe the same voice actor one second Uh, Dante Bosco, um, I do believe he said he was also reprising his voice acting role uh, for this animated film. Then we get another spinoff, apparently, in 2026. In 2027, we get book three, Fire, for the live action show on Netflix. And then they have another animated film and another animated series around the end of, of um, 2027 that doesn't have titles or really plans yet, but they do have more projects in plan. I know how much we've already spoken about um, Avatar The Last Airbender, just about like, we mentioned that some way, somehow, at least once a week. Um, so this is super exciting news that they have that it's not dead yet, right? It's still being thought of and it's still being planned out. It's still being worked on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's the last airbender. It's such a great show to watch. Even now as an adult, it might have its moments where yes, it is slow. I understand that, but again, the emotional connection you get with some of these characters and um just like the storytelling it's so great even like from uncle iroh right and zuko's entire um realization and change and his personal awakening um his journey in general right um even from katara and her brother from going from the south pole to the north pole and and dealing with um, their grandfather and around 
a little over halfway, finding um, their father who left from war and they haven't seen in years. Right. Like it's 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 just so great. And then even Toph going from royalty to now sticking around with these technically like um what's the word? <laughs> They're like running away in the streets with people who are literally being sought after and chased by by officers or whatever sort of law is running around in these lands like because even during that time the avatar had to stay hidden because they thought he was dead right and it did not reincarnate um so yeah I mean, it's oh it's so exciting I, I i can't wait to see what sort of storytelling and even from cora cora was great and they modernized it right and and uh well they modernized it a bit <laughs> so seeing that what they brought from Aang to Korra and now to whoever this new Earth avatar is going to be is so exciting seeing what type of age um, that Korra died at actually because it depends on how long Korra actually stayed alive um, especially with the whole spirit realm now open to her right that it's just going to say how long did she actually survive before she unfortunately passed, did she live a long, um, happy life with someone? Did she find someone? Because I know it ended with her kind of being let out as bi, right? <laughs> or did she go back to one of the brothers who are um, on two other great characters from comedic relief to having their own awesome fight scenes? Um, were any new sports kind of created after after the sport that they had in in legends of Korra, right did anything else come about it besides that tournament style thing um any new bendings were created after that because i know we saw lava bending um metal bending i believe there was one more I know lightning was a little bit more common now it wasn't just azula and zuko who were able to do it with iroh um more firebenders were very known to do it as well. Yeah, I, it, it's so cool. Like, I, I'm excited. I'm super excited. It, oh, and even like the whole airbending, um, all the airbenders, uh, they all, the whole, was it a clan? The whole airbending tribe was now reignited with new airbenders, right? Who are now all becoming these monks in a way and training as airbenders and seeing how they have grown if they've invented their own new sort of um bending style because i know with water you have ice right like you, you can turn it into ice there's blood bending associated with that then the earth benders have their metal bending and lava bending and then fire benders obviously they're lightning bending so seeing any sort of new bending style manipulate with the introduction of a lot new um, airbenders and what they've been working on, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's really, it's really, uh, again, I'm nerding out at this point alone. I probably sound crazy nerding out alone. Um, but it, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I, airbending, 
the Avatar is just such a great show. I'm super excited for it. And I mean, yeah. I know, I, like I said, it's it's a much shorter episode this week, guys. I do apologize for that. Um, but yeah, Alecce will hopefully be with us next week. Like I said, next week might be a little longer because we might backtrack on these topics and see his point of view on these. And yeah, that's really it from me. You guys can find Leche and annoy him um, at Leche Minuesa on Instagram. And I believe Technofreak95 on Twitch. Um, as of for me, I am at One Alpha Penguin on Instagram and also at One Alpha Penguin on Twitch. And you guys can follow the podcast at Take a Sip underscore pod. Um, yeah, on Instagram and then take youtube.com forward slash take a sip on YouTube. Um, follow the links on the description. Like, comment, share, subscribe, share with friends, and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye, guys.